listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott. Joined today by Emily Hart Hayes with Intermountain Health. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. We are talking today about midwives and the questions that surround whether someone should have one or not have one, the options, the choices, um, and the options and choices within all of those options and choices that we have. Uh, so first, why don't you tell us what a midwife is? Right, yeah. I think a lot of us think a midwife Aren't we living in 2019? <laughs> right, exactly. Or a midwife. Um, I want to deliver I, in I the hospital. I want to see a doctor. Right. Uh, I don't want to deliver in the forest. With, <laughs> you know. with the animals. Yeah. Is, yeah, is it midwifery? Mm-hmm. It's midwifery. Mm-hmm. See, that's a great answer because I had no clue. <laughs> so in the United States, we have uh, midwives who deliver in hospitals. We have midwives who deliver in birth centers, and we have midwives who deliver in a home setting. Mm-hmm. 98% of midwives deliver in hospitals. Um, we have also multiple ways to become a midwife. But let's go back to the beginning. Midwife means with woman. That's the root of the word in Old English. And midwives um, practice in a little different philosophy of care than a medical model of care. We are there to be partners in, with women and through their pregnancy and in health. We focus on health promotion, helping people be as healthy as possible. Start with that. We um, see a woman from a philosophy of this whole, whole being. Mm-hmm. We have a mind. We have uh, our body. We have our emotional state. And we're there to support women through in all of those ways. Um, we see pregnancy as a normal part of a woman's life, right? right? It's a normal physiologic process. This is part of being a human. This mm-hmm. is part of a human experience, or one one, one part, part. <laughs> for some women. Some people don't want to have go through that, and that's okay too. Yeah. Um, but we don't see it as a collection of problems to be solved, right, or a, a disaster waiting to happen. Um, we see it as, hey, we're here to support this process, support the person going through this process, and help it be as healthy as possible. A process that our bodies were made to do. Yeah. When when women birth babies, a baby is born, but a mother is born as well. And so yeah. helping, we're, we're there to be with that woman through that transition. So if I choose to see a midwife as I'm going through my pregnancy, do I also need a physician? Do I need an OB? How does that work? That's a good question. So um, if you start your pregnancy out healthy, you don't have any serious chronic health conditions like high blood pressure or type 1 or 2 diabetes, Mm -hmm. then uh, you can see a a midwife uh, through your pregnancy. And as long as things continue to progress normally and you stay healthy, you don't ever have to see a physician. Um, We do the same things during Late or pregnancy care, kind of routine screenings and the schedule of visits and all of that are typically very similar to what you'd have if you received your care from a physician. If you develop complication, say you develop gestational diabetes that mm-hmm. needs medicine or a, a higher level of, of care, 
or if you needed a cesarean delivery, which in our country, a third of women have a cesarean delivery, mm -hmm. although with midwives we have a much lower C-section rate, um, which we like to brag about. Of course, yeah. Um, uh, but there are still times that babies need to be born surgically. Midwives don't do those things. And so we would consult with and invite in our physician colleagues to help care for that woman and together as a group decide, is this somebody that we can consult with and co-manage, we call that, mm -hmm. or is this someone who maybe needs to transfer their care to a physician because of those medical problems that they're having. And yeah, what is kind of that cusp? Um, because the midwives do so much. It's you know the the prenatal care and visits and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, where is that line of what a midwife can and then can't do? That's a good question, and it really depends. Uh -huh. That's, I hate to have that gray answer, but it <laughs> depends on where you're getting your care. Sure, there are midwives, certified nurse midwives, work in all sorts of environments. So um, you could be seeing your your midwife for all your care. But and they could be in private practice, so they could work for a healthcare organization like Intermountain. Mm -hmm. um, they could. There are midwives who work with maternal-fetal medicine specialists, so these are the mm. high-risk pregnancy right. doctors, and they might may co-manage and help those MFMs care for women with chronic health conditions. And so, depending on where you're getting your care, depending on that midwife's comfort with caring for and experience for caring for women with complications. Uh, that that will depend. For example, in our practice, uh, I work uh, with the AltaView midwife group, and we also see patients in Riverton at Southridge uh, OBGYN. We work in a community hospital setting when mm -hmm. people are delivering, and we uh, don't. We say if somebody has had a previous cesarean, then we need them to see one of our physician colleagues. But the midwives at uh, Intermountain Medical Center, they take care of women who have had a previous C-section who are planning a vaginal birth all the time because they work in a setting where that uh, ability to perform a C-section if it's needed is immediately right available there. all the time. Sure. And so it really depends on the setting. Yeah. But if in general, if 85% of women go into labor and birth low risk for complications, then perhaps 80% of women should be having, or 85% of women should be um, under the care of a midwife, which is the standard of care in many countries. In the United States, we have it a little bit differently. Sure, sure. And so what are some of the advantages of seeing a midwife? Yeah. So I uh, obviously am biased. Of course, I think and midwifery that's fine. care is the gold standard, right? Yeah. For healthy women. Um, but typically women can when they contrast having seen a physician for one pregnancy and a, and a midwife for another. And do you see that often? Um, a woman seeing a physician for one and then deciding to see a midwife for another? Sometimes. Sometimes it's because their insurance changed sure, or because okay. they've moved from one city to another. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, they, they often remark at how much more time we spend during our visits talking about doing a lot of that education piece that comes with prenatal care. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit more of a personal touch. Um, we, a lot of people think, oh, but I want to have the highest level of care. We do all of the same routine ultrasounds and tests, screening tests for high blood pressure and diabetes and all of those same things. Yeah. So you're not getting a lower level of care. You're going into a clinic setting with a midwife. Yeah. You're not going into their home. 
Well, that's a, that's a good question. So we didn't really talk about the different kinds of midwives. Right. But with certified nurse midwives, which are the there are most midwives are certified nurse midwives in the United States. Mm -hmm. Most of us are delivering in a hospital setting and seeing patients for prenatal visits in a clinic. There are some certified nurse midwives who attend births at home, and they may be doing prenatal visits. At and they'll home. do. House calls. Yeah, absolutely. That's where the prenatal care happens. Yeah. Or in a birth center. They sure. may be coming into the clinic or the birth center for their prenatal visits. Mm -hmm. That's uh, less common, but if somebody, that's an important distinction. Yeah. Is if your plan is to have your baby in the hospital, which most of us, that's our plan, mm -hmm. then a certified nurse midwife would be the midwife you would be seeing. Right. If your plan is to have an out-of-hospital birth and about you know, in, in Utah, it's a little higher than in other states, but I think 1% or so, it's pretty low. Still right. But, but uh, if your plan is to have an out-of-hospital birth, say in a birth center or at home, obviously you're going to choose a provider that supports that. that would do, right. And also will screen and and make sure that you're a good candidate in terms of risk factors. So yeah, a healthy, low-risk pregnancy. Yeah. And... Let's talk about medications as well. Mm -hmm. I think there's a common misconception that if you choose to have a midwife, you you are forcing yourself to have a natural birth. Right, right. It's really common that people say, "Oh, but I want to have an epidural." Uh huh. Midwife, or well, at least want to have the choice yeah, to have one. Yeah. I knew for myself. Everyone kept asking me, "Well, what's your birth plan?" Well, my birth plan, baby. <laughs> that was what was most important for that you. That was the most healthy important baby. thing for me. I wanted to just have my healthy baby. Yeah. I didn't want to go in with expectations of, oh, I definitely want an epidural, or I definitely want a natural birth, or whatever that expectation was going to be, because I knew that that might not be the reality. Yeah. We have to be flexible in labor. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so in labor, for example, and with birth, midwives support women through all range of choices. So if someone comes in and says, I'm ready for my epidural, we would page anesthesia just like the OB sure. GYN physicians or the nurses who are working We're with there. those physicians mm -hmm. are going to page anesthesiologists and help a person get their uh, epidural anesthesia. Uh, a difference in terms of what you can expect during labor and birth is that most midwives are going to be there with you through your whole labor and birth. We provide labor support. Um, emotional support, physical support. If somebody especially is planning an unmedicated birth or choosing not to have an epidural, yeah. they're going to need a lot more support than right. somebody who has epidural who is able to sleep through those contractions. <laughs> um, but we're there to provide that range of services. A bedside buddy. Yeah, absolutely. We um, Sometimes labors don't progress normally, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes pregnancies develop complications. And certified nurse midwives use medications, absolutely. We use interventions when they're needed, right? Yeah. We don't do routine intervention in normal because why, why? interfere with right, normal? Exactly. We use interventions when things aren't progressing normally. So we certainly we do labor inductions. We may use Pitocin if somebody's mm -hmm. labor isn't progressing normally and there's a need for that. Um, we will consult with and refer and even recommend cesarean delivery if that's something that needs to happen. Best but for baby and mom. When you look at studies, women do those interventions at a much lower rate and the upside to that is that we don't get the side effects and risks that come because every intervention has a risk. Yeah, absolutely. 
What are some of the things that a midwife doesn't do or can't do or won't do? Yeah. And it probably surgery. is very easy surgery. Yeah. Right. And typically operative deliveries like um, vaginal, like forceps or a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Those are things that we would invite our physician colleagues in for. We typically don't care for women who have uh, serious chronic health conditions right. unless we're doing that in conjunction with our physician colleagues. We're, we're focused on normal, healthy pregnancies, which are what most pregnancies are. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of types of midwives, yeah. and we've kind of touched on some of that from um, the in-home care to the clinic care and um, what some do and what some don't do. And so how, how do we go about finding the right one for us? Yeah. I think that it's important to find a right fit. Uh, one of the first things is impacted by is where do I envision having my birth? If I'm planning mm -hmm. to have the baby in the hospital, you're going to choose a midwife who has privileges and who who practices in that environment. And There's, at the hospital that you want to go to as well, right? Yeah, That's absolutely. another important thing. Mm -hmm. Just like you would with an OBGYN. You're right. going to choose somebody who has privileges in a hospital where you would like to go. Or you may be going to the hospital where your provider has, has privileges, privileges because you've chosen your provider first. Yeah. Um, um, things to consider when you're choosing a provider in general are are they a, a, do they align do they have a philosophy of what is pregnancy and birth about that aligns with your philosophy do they support you in your decision making do they answer your questions in a way that's satisfying to you mm -hmm. and that you can understand that's exactly right you feel like your question got answered mm -hmm. and that you understand the risks and the benefits of the decisions that you're making for yourself um, and for your baby. Yeah. I think when you're looking at a midwife, you should be looking at, are they licensed? Right. And that are, was another question I was going to ask you about is... What's their education, what's their education? and background? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much confusion about different types of midwives in the United States. Yeah. And um, that's for a lot of confusing reasons that we don't even need to get into today. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll, I'll summarize the different kinds of midwives that we have in, in the state of Utah, since yeah. that's where we are. So we have certified nurse midwives. They go to a four-year university. They get their bachelor's degree, and part of that is their nursing education. So they have a license as a registered nurse first and a four-year bachelor's degree. And then they go on to get either a master's degree or a doctorate degree in nurse midwifery. It depends on the education program. At the University of Utah, all of the graduates um, now at the University of Utah all receive a doctorate degree, or a DNP, Doctorate of Nursing Practice. Mm -hmm. And then they take a national certification exam um, and they earn their certificate as a certified nurse midwife, and then they get their license to practice. They also have DEA licenses, so they can prescribe. Mm -hmm. We have full prescriptive authority, and we practice in independently. Um, and we refer or consult right. as needed right. when something is outside of our scope of practice. Um, the state of Utah also has certified professional midwives. So these are midwives who enter the profession from a non-nursing background, and they they do 
take a, a, a national certification exam as well, but it's a different exam than certified nurse midwives, and they typically practice out of hospital. I don't, okay. there aren't any certified professional midwives who have hospital privileges, and they have more limited prescriptive authority, so they can prescribe Pitocin if someone is bleeding too much, mm -hmm. give oxygen. These are the basic things that until you can transfer somebody to the hospital if they need that higher level of care. Sure, but there are limitations. Yeah. And are those generally the limited. ones that would do a home delivery yes. or a birthing center delivery? Exactly, home or birth center, so mm -hmm. not in the hospital. The state of Utah also has, um, and to get your, to be licensed as a direct entry midwife or a midwife who enters the profession from a non-nursing background, uh, you have to have your CPM in Utah. Okay. But Utah also allows women to have whatever birth attendant they want with them. It is not against the law to say, uh, my aunt learned how to be a midwife from her grandma and she's going to be the person with me. Um, birth attendants who uh, attend births that way, I mean, there really aren't very many of them. Sure. And, um, I, you know, that's a, a decision that women have to make for themselves. But I personally recommend that somebody stick with a provider who has licensure and, and a formal education and background. Right, because with that other option that you were talking about, um, that, that's just, that's kind of up in the air. That's really hard to know what is what your care provider can do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and the resources, I'm mm -hmm. sure, would be limited a little bit as well. Exactly. They don't have prescriptive authority to be able to... And probably couldn't just call one of their physician colleagues yeah, right I mean, off the bat. Right. And so an out-of-hospital care provider should really have a great plan for what's our plan for transfer because sometimes complications occur and sometimes complications occur out of hospital sure. as well. And so anybody should have a good plan on how do I help this person get a different level of care that's appropriate for if them. That's needed. Yeah. 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 So we've been talking about midwives. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when people talk about midwives, they think about doulas. Yeah. And a lot of people think that they're the same. Yeah, there's a lot but of they're confusion. Not. Yeah, so a doula is a professional childbirth uh, and labor support person. There are also postpartum doulas who help support women in the postpartum time. A doula does not take care of anything clinical. Okay. They are there to support the person who's going through labor and birth phys physically, emotionally, um, and to be that, that just constant support person. Mm -hmm. A midwife also can do some labor support. We can squeeze your hips to help with counter pressure. Right. We can make suggestions on different positions that they need more comfortable. We are also doing those clinical tasks. We're monitoring mom health and vitals. We're monitoring baby. We're maybe making recommendations if there's an intervention that's needed. Mm -hmm. We're doing that clinical work, not just that labor support work. Not just kind of the kumbaya side of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that makes sense. And I think a lot of people do get confused. Yeah. They think that we're one and the same. Yeah. I think that doulas have a really really big role to play, more than they currently play in our healthcare system. Mm -hmm. There's evidence that support from a non-clinical person who specializes in that can also decrease a woman's risk for a C-section. Oh, absolutely. And other interventions. And so um, that's in a good way. Because everyone in the room could be panicking about something, whether it's your partner or your mom or your sister, 
and you have this calming doula with you saying, no, this is normal and everything's fine and here's how we're going to yeah. uh, emotionally get through whatever's happening. The best doula is going to be a communication facilitator as mm -hmm. well between mm -hmm. the, care, the clinical care team and the family. They're going to help the family ask questions that are important to them. Oh, did you have extra questions? Did you get your questions answered? Mm -hmm. They're not going to speak on behalf of a family. Right. They're going to help that family find their voice. And then they can help with those other things, like I said, to help labor be more comfortable. Yeah, which that's what it's all about, right? <laughs> Making the mom as comfortable as possible. Yeah. So when it comes to midwives, um, where where can we start our search? What are some resources yeah. that you have for women? Right. So Intermountain has midwives practicing throughout the state. Uh, in this Wasatch Front, we've got midwives in Logan, Layton, Intermountain Medical Center, so Murray, and Alta View and Riverton are one big practice. We've also got some midwives practicing in the in southern Utah, especially in Richfield. So if you are interested in uh, having a midwife um, be with you during your pregnancy and birth, then you can look at intermountain.org and search for a midwife provider. Yeah. Um, and it might even be something that a woman has thought about and never what I'm going to say is interviewed one before. Yeah. Well, any care provider, I think, should be willing to do what we call meet and greet yeah. with somebody. Is this a good person for me? Is this a good fit for is me? Is this the right fit for my path and, yeah. and my plan? Yeah. So you can call your the midwife that you think maybe I want to have them as my care provider and uh, inter, you know go meet them. Mm -hmm. Midwives also do not just pregnancy and birth, I think I should also add. So certified nurse midwives can act as somebody's primary care provider. We do women's health, just annual screening exams. We do um, GYN problems. We can help people yeah. um, with many GYN problems. Um, we do birth control and family planning and breast exams and pap smears and all of that. Women's health. Yeah, women's yeah. health. Yeah. Um, Midwife.org is the American College of Nurse Midwives website. They have great information about uh, midwives and kind of how to learn more about them and find one on a national level. Right. And um, there are midwives practicing in almost all settings across the country. Yeah, and just like as we've talked about with physicians, it's we have choices, we have options. Yeah. And explore those. Yes, I think it's so important that women find the right provider for them that f is a good fit for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Anything else you want people to know about midwives or the practice of it or um the differences yeah. that they offer? Yeah. I think it's just really important to remember that midwives can provide safe, high quality care that help you have a healthy pregnancy and birth. Uh, there's a physician out of Harvard who uh, does a lot of work on safe, respectful care for women in pregnancy. And he says, you know, a, a, a live baby and mom is the floor, not the ceiling. Mm -hmm. We should be aiming for the ceiling. We should be aiming for pregnancy care that is respectful, that supports you in all facets of you and come out of this experience having grown as a person, not just alive. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate all that so much. I learned a lot today uh, when it comes to midwives and what they do. So I thank you for that. Uh, that's Emily Hart Hayes with Intermountain Health. And that concludes our podcast on talking about midwifery. 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 <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for 
for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. to have a